It's a sandwich, and I'm the awkward meat in the middle. Hey, get, get my dogs in front of Not surprised our neighbors aren't, aren't outside mowing right now. Humphrey Milestone sounds like the uncle down the street that might have molested a couple of people. Arise! I'm so glad that my nerd army attacked you. Mommy, mommy, this place smells of death! He says that. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that uses four computers to record two tracks. I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver, and that is exactly 100% true. That is not a lie. That's the kind of quality you get with this setup. It's not yep. that we're su- it's such a high-tech, high-depth, amazing quality recording. It's that our shitboxes can't even barely record 90 minutes of audio without just crapping. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, that's why we do this, is <laughs> be- because of the technical issues of past shows. It's like, well, we have to do this. Yep. Adjusting this computer. There we go. Okay. Yep. This one's screaming hot. That one's cold. Perfect. <laughs> How's it going, man? Oh, going going well. Yesterday was a bit more of a tough day, but you know what? Today's been good. Um, our projector is back up and running at the theater. Everything is good there. So, um, yeah. Good. We had we had some technical. See, it's not just our podcast. We were, there's technical difficulties all over the place. We had. Projector malfunctions and, you know, that causes all sorts of chaos, but it's back up and running, which is good. And uh, so today we're just getting back to the swing of things. Is it just our age because we were born in in the midst of the the 21st century technological revolution of the Internet and everything like that, that we're just kind of walking EMPs for every technology piece we touch? It just melts. Explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, must be. Yeah, but yeah, today was a good day. I mean, literally like an hour ago, my uh, my so my one boy fell and splatted himself on the driveway on his bike. So that was great fun. But he's better now. He's asleep, and we're podcasting. Hell yeah! So, movie time. How about you? Every oh, good one. You're yeah, as good as can be expected. Today was a pretty good day. I had a day date with the wife. She went to work with me and went to Katana. Which, mm. if you know Katana, then you know that, you know, every once in a while you just gotta be American and say, I'm just going to eat until I'm ashamed of myself. And I yep. tell you what, I'm still kind of ashamed of myself because a small African village could have lived for two weeks off what I ate today. It was <laughs> embarrassing, but it's a local Chinese buffet place that's... Exceptionally good for the price. Yeah, yeah, exceptionally good. I had two plates of sushi, and I know everybody's probably, sushi buffet? No, it's actually not what you're thinking. It's pretty doggone good. Yeah, it's awesome. For some reason, whenever I think of that place now, uh, the best thing that I had there was this um, this uh, squid or octopus, whatever, but it, not cal- not like calamari. This was like steamed or whatever so you're like chewing on huge yeah, and they were like you got like big, three thick. three tentacles and they were like eight yeah. inches long right yeah it looked like cthulhu cthulhu on a plate <laughs> yes. and it was delicious yep. like soaked in butter oh so good <laughs> yep so good oh, that's great 
I'm so glad anyway. that I got you to go to that place. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been I've been thinking, what am I going to go back there? That seems like a good place. Like if I'm working during the day up at the theater on my way back, it's if the timing is perfect. I could go there and pig out and then come back in the food coma. And oh, and oh, the ambiance, the ambiance, mm-hmm. where you have people sliding into uh, um, booths with their guts. On the table yes. because they are five hundred pounds. Wow! Yes, loosen your sweats when you go to Katana oh, yeah. here in Me North too. Canton, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, picking out. I'm, I'm drinking the same as always. Oh, I'm actually. Uh, I'm drinking Canadian Club, which is a premium, extra aged. Uh, same old, same old stuff. Yeah. Tastes just like rich and well, maybe a little bit better than rich and rare, but it's it's the same. The same thing. We're not drinking Cuddy here. We're drinking one notch down or two. That's going to show you get, everybody. Uh, we got shipbox mm-hmm. computers. We eat a Chinese buffets, and we drink garbage whiskey. Um, yep. Now, let's get on to talking about some movies, because that are, that are sure to be amazing. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's start off with the roulette, like we always do, where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week, it was Demon Warp up against uh, Here Alone. <laughs> And you get to go first. Okay, Demon Warp. No. Uh, or, oh, oh, wow. Here we go. It's yeah. <laughs> Hang on to your shorts, folks. It's going to be one of those episodes. Yes, it is. Uh, here Alone, uh, 2016. IMDb calls it a drama horror sci-fi. And let me emphasize the drama here. It's a drama horror sci-fi. <laughs> um... A young woman sadly walks around the woods uh, after a mysterious plague epidemic, whatever, has turned most of the most of the population into zombieish beings. You've seen it all before, done more excitingly. Having said that, as usual with Netflix movies that were made in the last couple of years, it's shot very well and the photography is really good. Uh, the trees look great, and our our lead actress is very competent. And uh, we get backstory, fla- like little flashes of her life before this with her husband and newborn child as they're stumbling around in the woods. <laughs> uh, and then we go back to her depressed, depressing existence now where she meets up with a, uh, a daughter and her father-in-law and... Uh, then there's lots of conversations about stuff and things. And a couple zombies here and there towards the end and roll credits. And, uh, you know, I, I can't, I didn't like the movie, but having said that, it is for an obvious low budget movie. It is very well made. Uh, they obviously had good equipment as usual, but I do appreciate the fact that they had competent actors. This was a competently made movie. It should have been an hour and 15 minutes. And it doesn't cost a whole lot to throw around some fake blood or have a couple more, even shake the camera, do the shaky cam thing, whatever. Just get away from the lethargic talking around the fire and depressed and, oh, come on, do something. Yeah. And, and it, I, it feels like that the director was trying to do something different with, well, we're going to, we're going to show what like real people would do and how they would be dealing with this. That's fine, but it's still a genre movie. It's still kind of a horror movie about zombies, and it just 
lags. I, I much preferred the one, the viral that I watched, uh, several episodes ago. Even though that was relatively cheesy, it was still fun and it was, it had action going on and I'm sure the budget was a lot bigger for that. But I've seen some zero budget stuff that was more exciting than this. So it would have not taken a whole lot more to make this a really solid movie and that would have been more editing and uh, at least just every 10 15 minutes something horrific happens or instead a, a it's a little bit of uh tense something tense happening that's what it sounds like that it was yes, just conversations yeah. yes and you know and sad and i mean a couple parts we get a zombie but there was nothing really scary in it but again i can't give it i can't say i hated the movie it's just not for me it's just it was too boring. I got gotcha. you. So one and one and done. But it's not awful. And there, I can see if there are people out there that enjoyed the movie, I can see why you would enjoy it because of its technical merits and the good acting. And you might want more of a drama type story than a horror movie, which that is very much this. Gotcha. So, there you go. Okay. I, I don't know. I might keep that on the list. I, I might yeah. give that a shot. I might be in the mood for that. Yeah. That sounds like a yeah. fall winter type movie. Maybe give that it is, yeah, but de- definitely not in October. This is not one like I don't want to watch a horror movie. It's not this at all. Okay. So there you go. All right, over on my side, Demon Warp. A uh, man and his daughter are attacked in the woods by what they believe is a Bigfoot type creature. However, they soon begin to suspect that they have stumbled onto a nest of aliens in a hidden spacecraft. And I had to go today and look up the synopsis for this movie because for the life of me. For the first half of today, I kept saying Demon Warp, Demon Warp, and I could not conjure a frame of this movie. Not a single thing could I remember. Um, so it was, so it was good, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, I think it was like an hour and a half, maybe, but it was forty minutes too long. Um, mm. And I, I, I has, I'm not going to give this one a huge thumbs down, but I'm going to give it a moderate thumbs down. I think if uh, you found a better transfer, you should maybe give it a watch. You might enjoy it. And I only say that because uh, this starts off with these with this man, uh, old grandpa-looking dude and his um, <sighs> whatever kid in the in some cabin, and some Chewbacca thing breaks down the door and knocks him down and takes the girl away, and then a whole bunch of uh, you know. 20-something, 30-something teenagers are going out to this cabin to party for a while, for whatever reason, and hunt a Bigfoot, because they think that'll be fun, and it goes on, and on, and and that is the first two-thirds of this movie, and it is boring as hell. <laughs> uh, one guy gets killed, um... And then they, they go hunt around the woods a while. Then they're, I mean, the entire second act of this movie is just people wandering on the woods. Oh, in broad daylight. This entire movie is in broad daylight. There's no darkness. There's no Ooh. scares. It's just super bright, bright, sunny day. And, uh, mm. let's see. Then we get to the third act where they get to this cave and then they start to unravel what's going on. And this should have been the second act of the movie. It should have gotten here a lot quicker. So, I don't really want to give away everything that happens in the cave, but we, we, this is where we have that, that low budget, cheesy, kind of gory, silly, goofy, code scorpion brought to Blu ray bullshit movie that 
doesn't mm-hmm, deserve mm-hmm. it, but here's a beautiful HD Here transfer that Eugene imports from Germany for 30 bucks. Uh-huh, uh-huh, go on. That's where the movie is. <laughs> the bitch about it is that you gotta wait 50 fucking minutes to get there. And the third act is awesome. It's it's bonkers insanity, and at least it's in a cave where there's a little bit of shade, instead of outside in the bright, blinding light. Oh, and I mean, all of the girls in the movie, there's, at some point or another, find some reason to get naked, and uh, for no reason whatsoever. I mean, sometimes it's laughably bad. I mean, it's it's mystery science theater bad. Uh, at one point, apart from our main group, these two girls just pull up in a jeep in the middle of the woods, out of nowhere. You're like, hi, what? What's going on? And they get out and they start talking, and they're like, "Oh, you found it! You, you know, your perfect hidden campsite! Ha 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 ha! Where you had some plants." And they look, and the plants are all torn up, and they're like, "Well, it looks like your secret garden is all gone." And she's like, "Dang it! What could have done that?" And then there's a pause, and then she immediately takes her shirt off. And you're like, yes, what, what is happening? And the other one goes, what are you doing? And she goes, well, as long as we're here, we might as well work on our tans. And then she runs around for 10 and then they of course get attacked by Chewbacca and run around for 10 minutes. I, her with her shirt off and just kind of titties flying all over the place. You're like, all right, I guess I, uh, ugh. you are totally selling me on this movie, by the way. Oh, good totally. luck. You should watch it on YouTube <laughs> in all its glory. Oh, I almost forgot to mention Oh, this is one of the biggest points of why this gets a negative. When these movies are on YouTube, sometimes they the people that put them on there have to do employ tricks to keep them from getting picked up by the robot scanners of YouTube to get them blocked and shit. So sometimes the movie is full frame or it's zoomed in extra far and you can only see half the screen or it, you know, making it almost unwatchable. But what they did is to beat those sensors is for the first and third act there was some kind of wavy effect where when these corners of the screen, it would just kind of do this, just tilt back and forth in the upper and bottom like quadrants of the film. And it, that's interesting. I didn't know that they, they would, that's how, a way to, yeah. another way is that they put a, a filter of dots over the whole thing. And then the robots it, don't pick it up, I guess, whatever, however that works. But that effect was so nauseating, I could barely look at the screen while it was on. And they only do it at the first and third acts because they know how the YouTube robots work. It's that They check the beginning and the end. They don't check the middle. or They, they skim through. They're not picking up anything that would constitute copyright infringement. But I, it was so bad, dude, I almost went to another movie. Like, Oh, wow. It was nauseating. It was like having that that effect where the camera is mounted on the character and they're running around. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like that for two acts of the movie, but it was it, it didn't really work because it was a post effect that they put anyway. Whatever, this movie's a piece of shit. So with a <laughs> with a great third act and it's 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 a big pile of crap and you should import it and watch it or watch it on YouTube if you can. And yeah, uh, there you go, there you go. Demon warp it has nothing to do with demons yeah. or warping whatsoever. I will probably uh, no, probably I'll for sure watch that movie sometime. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really would like to know what you think of this movie. Yeah, I, uh, I some something about those old school movies like that. I can I'm a little bit more tolerant of the wandering around the woods type stuff versus a brand new shot very well movie like where where they're, where they're wandering around the woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we had two movies of just wandering around. And as promised, I am sick of watching shitty movies. I demand a Blu-ray round. This is okay. rock solid, 
good movies. I don't want, like, oh, I'm pretty sure you'll like this shitty imported thing that is weird. I've watched what? them for a couple weeks, so please, surprise me. I don't know what you're going to send my way, but... So, crossing off Nail Gun Massacre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to warn you right up front. I don't really have a, a straight up horror movie for you because you are a horror movie guy and there's literally that's nothing fine. in my collection that will that you wouldn't have seen or have. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um okay, well, for uh, from me, uh, now I know that some of these you were like, "Ah, send them my way for October," but they were fresh in my mind, so here we go. That's all right. My list for October is already exceedingly ridiculously huge. Okay. So first up we have what I discussed last week, Cellar Dweller. I really would like you to watch this. What's great about this is that it's a lean, mean hour and 15-ish minutes. And it's about comic books and monsters and it 80s. It's just great. And the transfer is great, you see. Mm-hmm. Um, and next up is another one I just discussed, which is that Madhouse movie. I Man, that's just a bonkers, weird... Italian, but American-ish slasher weirdness. I thoroughly liked that movie. I, I'm, I'm not sure where you would fall on it, but uh, at some point I would like you to watch that movie. And then, and I'm not sure if you've seen this or not. If you have, then I have an alternate pick. Um, have you seen Waxwork? I have not. Perfect. Okay, this is the Vestron video line <laughs> from Blu-ray. Now It's on Blu-ray now, but uh, it's this one actually has uh, Waxwork Parts 1 and 2 on it, which 2 uh, has its... There's a great movie in there, but uh, it's... I I don't know where you would fall on Part 2, because there's some great sci-fi weirdness in Part 2, but Part 1 is just 80s awesome. So, yeah, actually you've got three, 80, three mid-80s uh, movies. Waxwork tends to be a bit more fantasy-ish versus the other two that are, you know... So you've got... A monster movie, a slasher movie, and a fantasy, very unique movie, by the way. Waxwork is a very unique, different type of movie. I really liked it. But they're all, in my opinion, they're all solid picks. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Okay. I have four picks for you, and there's a very specific reason why, which you will understand by the time I get done explaining these films. I am throwing Gattaca back up on there, because why not? I think you should give that one a shot. 106 minutes. <clears throat> genetically inferior man assumes the identity of a superior one in order to pursue his lifelong dream of space travel. Next up is Donnie Yen in It Man. Have you seen this one yet? Mm-hmm. You did? I watched the, fr- uh-huh. oh, the okay. first one I did, yes. Well, then I'll put It Man 2 on there. How about oh, that? I have okay. both of them on Blu-ray. You want to watch that one? Okay. Uh, it Man was 125 minutes. I don't know about It Man 2, but get along. Getting long, but these are Blu-rays and these are damn good movies, so I, I feel okay kind of throwing them on there. Uh, next up is Van Helsing. We were talking about last week. Mm. I thought, what the hell? I throw it on there. The only problem, 130 minutes. <laughs> are you kidding me? It, it's is it really? two hours, 12 minutes. Wow. Now, that just felt like that would have been a 90-minute movie. I was shocked today when I looked yeah, at the Yeah, no time. kidding. The notorious monster hunter is sent to Transylvania to stop Count Dracula, who's using Dr. Frankenstein's research and a werewolf for some sinister purpose. Yeah, 130 minutes. And lastly, this one is on my voodoo. Uh, okay. So I don't actually have the physical disc of it, but um, it is an HD. 
Batman Assault on Arkham. 76 minutes. This uh, I, I, I had to throw you at least one that is shorter, a uh, decent uh, runtime. Uh, and the reason I'm, I'm throwing this to you is because we've talked about it multiple times on here, with because especially after Suicide Squad came out. I'm like, here is a Suicide Squad movie. This is what you should have done, you idiots. Instead of that I remember, stupid yeah. plot for that... Uh, Batman works desperately to find a bomb planted by the Joker while Amanda Waller hires her newly formed uh, Suicide Squad to break into Arkham Asylum to recover vital information stolen by the Riddler. And it is a very anime-style movie, and it is R-rated, I would say. Their yeah, heads blown off and some nudity, and I mean, it's it, it it's good. It gets better every time I watch it. But and especially after I watched that Suicide Squad movie, I, I bumped my Assault on Arkham score up because I'm like, that's what? How could you not do that? Right there is your blueprint, and it would have been so easy, so contained. And it only seventy six minutes long, and instead we get the bloated uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, so unfortunate. I mean, Suicide Squad did a lot of things right. It just the plot was so freaking stupid that you just uh, could not get by it. Uh, that being said, I almost watched it again this week. I don't know why. It's, it's a black hole for me. It's a vortex. I, I I look at it, I'm like, I should watch that again. Why? Because I can't really remember it. And then I, can't and then I watch it, and the second it's over, I'm like, I don't, I already forgot it. What What happened? It, it's like... Lots of noise and city... I, I, yeah. It is the cinema personification of the Men in ba- Black flashy thingy. <laughs> the second yeah. the second it's over, I don't remember it. That being said, I bought the last Airbender on Blu-ray today for two dollars. Nice for the yeah, same exact reason as you often describe the shitty horror movies that you're watching. It's like if I just eat this shit enough, eventually it's gonna start I'm tasting. Gonna like it. <laughs> yes, it's gonna start tasting not quite as fecal. <laughs> so anyway, there you oh. go. I figured that was a you. You got options. Yes, I like that. That's good. Okay. Uh, well, it, as soon as you said this one, I'm like, oh, that's the one. And that's Van Helsing. I'm very, very curious where I would come out uh, with Van Helsing. on That really scares me because this... Uh, now, remember, I wasn't giving this one high praise. I thought the runtime would scare you off. I did, too. Uh, it, it does. But I, I haven't seen it in so many years. And I like the director. I like the cast. And it just... With... My love of all things Hammer, which I know this is not going to be anything like Hammer, but I like those classic monsters. I'm going to give that one another shot, even at two hours and ten minutes. I like, I like it. I like this movie, and I'd be damned who knows it. I know it's a, it's a cheese fest. I get it, but I think it's a lot of fun. I still really enjoy it. Hey, I liked Mummy. I liked uh, his Mummy movie and the sequel, not quite as much, but I liked. The second mummy as well, so I'm like, eh, I'm guessing it's going to be probably about that quality. I think maybe we'll see. I don't even want to set your expectations. It's, mm. I, I think the stuff that's supposed to be funny is funny, and I think it's not scary at all. It's just, you know, a, a big action adventure kind of like like the mummy, like Mummy yeah. Returns. Yep, has its cheesy humor, some good CGI effects. I'm guessing probably it does. Works for me. Okay, and for you. Uh, refresh me again on Cellar Dweller. What was the plot of that? One of the Cellar Dweller or Madhouse. One, of, I remember one of those two. I really was kind of into. Uh, Cellar Dweller. It it starts with Jeffrey Combs, so that's an immediate plus. Yeah. Uh, he is a comic artist guy or whatever, and he whatever he draws comes to life, which is this big 
hulking creature. And John Carl Beekler directed it, so come on. I mean, and Jim Wynorski is involved in this, so yeah, you know. Uh, I um, mean, you took me up a couple of notches, and now you're starting to it's dip, a roller coaster. You back down. Yes, it's a whirlwind. Um, <laughs> and a house, and people show up there, and there's nudity and fake gore, practical effects, and it's an hour and fifteen minutes, and it's you know what? immensely I'm, fun. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Give me Cellar Dweller okay. and maybe throw Waxwork in there, too. Just oh. just as a bonus. But here's the thing. You actually have, if that's the case, you've got four movies there. Because on the Cellar Dweller disc is Catacombs. Oh, wasn't I into that one, too? That's the one with the, the monks and the monastery and the unleashes some demon-y thing. And it's really slow-paced. But I've watched it numerous times. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah, one yeah. of those where I'm like, ah, yeah. Well, well, we'll see. <laughs> and wax, I'll say I'll say this about Waxwork Two, which it's just the first Waxwork is so good. It it truly is a great '80s fantasy horror movie. Part Two has a great science fiction bit that is the reason to watch the movie. Like, and it's like you know immediately what it's riffing on, and you'll see this Waxwork One and Two riffs on a lot of movies of its time. You'll see why because of the storyline, but Part Two has a sci-fi part that is so. Great. Uh, but I urge you to watch both of them, but keep expectations low for part two because it's a big step down from the first one. So that's there fine. You go. As long as you keep expectations in check for Van Helsing, I, I will do the same. Yeah. And what's, what's nice is that you've, you're getting a lot of movies here. So that makes the two hours and 10, 15 minutes, whatever, of Van Helsing a little bit more tolerable, I guess. Yeah. For me. Someday I am going to get you to watch that Batman movie. That. An actual, real good Suicide Squad movie. And somehow we have a Blu-ray round and still come out with completely shitty movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Only on this show, man. Yep. Low-budget 80s and, I guess, forgettable uh, <laughs> CGI fest. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Buckle up. Strap in. <laughs> Another uh-huh. round of the roulette. Strap in and strap on. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next round, it'll be Van Helsing and Cellar Dweller. I'm so curious. if I cannot imagine that you're not going to enjoy Cellar Dweller for... And if you're not drinking during it, then you've... I mean... Oh, you're don't worry. You're missing the reason to, to watch the movie in the first place. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way about Van Helsing. I, I kind of do. Oh, yeah. That'll be... Yeah, that'll be an evening... When the kids are in bed, type of watch. Oh, yeah. It's got, I mean, cool vampires and awesome werewolves, and it's... I, Is there I, a Frankenstein creature in that thing, yes, too, or and, not? Yes, and he's hilarious. Oh, okay. I, okay. I I have such vague memories of that movie, and I remember, like, these cocoon things that might maybe explode with green stuff in them. Yeah. Maybe? Yep. Okay. Wow. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. So it's still somewhere in that uh, gray also, matter that I... Kate Beckinsale and leather... Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that's what she does best. Yep. And the Wolverine just killing everybody left and right. And... Mm. So he's he's Wolverine. I mean, he's still, he's probably not jacked up like he got in the X-Men movies, but he's still, you know. Well, they're in Transylvania, so it's cold and he's covered up all the time. Oh. Eh, oh, don't worry. There's plenty of uh, <laughs> Dracula's siren bitch wives to, yeah, floating around. Yeah. And... Being kind of sexy, but sensual without showing too much. PG-13! Yep. Yay! Oh, and mine is, it fully embraces the, all of those movies uh, fully embrace the already. In fact, Waxwork, the first one is unrated for good reason. It's pretty gory. Cool. 
I will say this, that if you would have said, yeah, I did, I already watched Waxwork, uh, I was going to throw Trapped Your Way, which is a Code Red movie, uh, very much a backwoods exploitation type movie, and I always was close. I, it's such a great movie. But, uh, uh, some other time. All right. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for the second segment of the night? Let's do it. And this was your suggestion, and I kind of was breezing through our old episodes, because I think we did a segment like this before, and so I didn't want to, like, repeat ourselves too directly, but I couldn't find anything, so who knows? Maybe we've talked about this before, maybe not, but this was your idea, so... Okay. What movies... Uh, do, do you want to sell it? Yes, yeah. Go for it. Okay. So I just... Um, with some of my recently watched... I. I don't know why I got this idea of, you know what would be kind of cool is, uh, a lot of people complain about, oh, remakes. And remakes are never as good as the original, but there are times where even if the original is still a good movie, uh, it, it could be remade and for either a, a mo- more modern audience or just to improve upon what came before it. Or there's maybe a crappy movie that had a, you know, a seed of a good idea that, boy, if there would be more money thrown at it or just, redone differently it would be even better and i thought oh let's come up with some some originals that would be uh good fodder for a remake or reboot or whatever not a sequel but a remake gotcha so there you go uh well you're up first go okay well the first one that uh that i thought of uh, was 1968's the devil rides out this is a terrence fisher movie this is from hammer studios and I've talked about this movie on uh, on our show and on my uh, my other show, Cinema Sosta Underbelly, which is on hiatus for the time being. But I did talk about this movie. I love this movie, and I've watched it numerous times on Blu-ray. Uh, Christopher Lee in one of his very rare good guy roles, but he's still kind of an asshole. Which I it's like he can't possibly be a, a hero in the movie, even though he kind of is in this one. I'm like, yeah, he's still kind of condescending and kind of a prick in this. And I like that because that's Christopher Lee. Yeah. Uh, it, um, have I seen this? You have not seen this movie. No. Okay. But it is, it's just sixties. Oh boy. Satanic culty type. It's, it's such a weird anomaly of a movie. And I guess the novel by Dennis Wheatley is uh, kind of a revered classic novel. That takes liberty. I guess they took liberties with his story. Um, that's some of the behind the scenes type stuff. But uh, anyway, I I think this movie is so cool, and I would love to see this movie remade, but still set it in the time where this took place, which is the '60s. Hmm. I don't know how well this would play now. It, I like the fact that it has that '60s. Like they don't have any phones, or you know, like it's right. They're without a whole lot of creature comforts, so all of the things that were going on in the movie uh, just made it seem a little bit more hopeless. Which is uh, just lots of black magic, and you have to get this group of people together. And when they do that, they summon the devil and whatever. And it's just it's such a cool story. And they really tried with the effects in the Devil Rides Out. They look. They look relatively, not relatively, they look pretty fake. But having them redone now, I think would be really, really, really cool. If, especially if they wouldn't, well, I mean, I guess some of it could be CGI, but I think they could really do a cool 
scary movie because whenever it deals with demonic type stuff or raising Satan, it that gets me more than any other type of horror movie is when they start dealing with that stuff. And this movie here, the storyline and the plotline and how it unfolds could be a genuinely creepy movie. It sounds uh, to me redone. like the best way to redo this one, if you're not going to do it in the 60s, because they always want to modernize everything, would be to do it like um, the Maniac remake or the... Uh, what was it? Was it a Ben Wheatley movie, The Assassins? And at the end, everything... Oh, else? yes. Like that, where it's real contained and dark and yes. sinister. You know, that's, that's funny, because um, Kill List, that, uh, that movie there, Ben Wheatley, that movie there kind of is in the same world as The Devil Rides Out. That that almost sense of evil presence through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and in fact I could see him totally directing a movie like this. Nice. So uh but and and try to get a hero that is just kind of I mean Christopher Lee is Christopher Lee. There's only one Christopher Lee, but I thought it was cool that he was just type like he was uh he was cast against type and it didn't really work, but that's what adds to the movie. It's like, why aren't you should be playing the villain in this movie, but you're not, and it's kind of weird, but that adds to its charm, I guess. Right. I understand what you're saying. So, Devil Rides Out is uh, one that I would... And I love that movie, just so you know, but it is one that I think would be cool to see it retold. Yeah. Well, October. Throw it on the list. <laughs> All right, there you go. Actually, no, yeah, because that's region B. Oh, keep it for yourself. Hey. Though, sorry. <laughs> uh, first up, I'm going to get my most obvious pick out of the way. And I, I was, I really had some good ideas on um, uh, movies to be remade. But uh, this one, it's going to happen probably sooner rather than later. I just wanted to put my vote in for I'm looking forward to this being rebooted. And I wouldn't be surprised if that uh, we we see the reboot of this by well within the next three years, and that would be Transformers. <laughs> mm. I, I've been saying for the last two movies that hey, time to move on, but they keep making a billion dollars. Well, this last one not so much, Ooh, probably. Yeah. So maybe he will finally stick to his guns. Stick to his guns. Maybe they will finally decide not to cut him a blank check. And he will follow through on saying this is my last one and step away and let somebody else have a shot at it. And I don't... What do I want to see from an actual reboot of Transformers? I don't know. Just the same things that everybody's been saying for the last five movies. Less slapsticky, stupid humor. Much less sexism. Uh, better scripts. Better story. Doesn't have to be a world-ending event every single time. A couple episodes ago, I talked about... How I would like to see a 1970s Transformers movie just around Bumblebee, maybe a heist movie, something. You know, keep it yeah. closed, contained. And no two and a half hour runtime. Make it lean and mean. Yeah, keep it under two hours. Yep. I think that could be that amazing. That's a great one. Yeah. Get somebody, uh, uh, George Miller. <laughs> mm. Could you imagine if George Miller's mm. cars could now transform? My God. <laughs> I think that, like, in, even in that, less is more. So if you don't see the Transformers all the time, but have a couple real big scenes, and then it's like, oh, here we go. I think that would be so cool. Instead of complete carnage for two and a half hours to where it's like I'm being, it's sensory overload. There's so much going on where it's like if it's more pared back, every now and then there's a really great Transformer scene. It's like, oh, that's so cool. I can't disagree, especially if it was in the 70s and, and like, 
you could use 70s cars, muscle cars yes, and stuff be, like that. Oh, and that would then, be so cool. Like, they had to, it's it, one of their uh, mandates was they can't be discovered, so it'd have to be really, they just have to really not, just keep it small, keep, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I love that. That's a great one. That's a great one, because that's, I love the Transformers. I do. And I, I, I would love to see something more pared back and everything we said, more maybe gritty and even more mean-spirited, like George Miller. When you said George Miller, was like, okay, more mean-spirited. Yeah, I and mean, we're not going to be able to go R with it because there's still going to be a kid's show. Yeah. But yeah. you could get a little darker. Get a, yeah. get a little well, more Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. That was PG-13, of, but that's still kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Dark Instead and, of T.J. Miller yeah. making no funny one line. Yeah. I, I want I don't want T.J. Miller near anything that I <laughs> <laughs> stay in Deadpool and that's it. <laughs> there, there you go. Next for you. Good. Okay, next for me. Uh, I actually I came up with nine, but I I'm obviously <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hell? pair it back. You told well, me I start, three. I started. I know I started and I'm like oh, but this one and this one and this one and this one. But uh, well, okay, uh, why don't you? Can you do like a handful of them that fall under the same category? Like, yes. these three or four would would benefit in this way. I or you know, yes, yes, I I can. Uh, in fact, the next one is one that I watched recently on YouTube that is getting a remaster from Scorpion, and that is 1977's Rituals. Uh, this is the one with Hal Holbrook. This is the. Uh, Deliverance type movie with five doctors. They're in the wilderness and they're being stalked by a crazed killer. It's Deliverance, a little bit more exploitative, I I guess. But uh, maybe not necessarily Rituals itself, the movie. But I'd like to see another really, really good uh, Hicks uh, like backwoods thriller. Yeah. Not necessarily. It doesn't have to be all out horror, but like Deliverance or. Uh, Rituals, which I, I I can't wait to see that remastered on Blu-ray because that was a good movie. But one of them where there's a group of people trapped in the wilderness uh, and uh, they're coming across the elements and something in the woods or whatever. And the closest thing that I can think of to more recent that's been done like this would have been Wrong Turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's very much in a horror movie. Like Rituals is more of an adventure slash drama slash some horrific elements kind of like well yeah kind of like deliverance uh but rituals itself i that would make for a good remake don't do any cgi and just people in the elements wasn't there who was the one with the bear uh one of the bald ones was in it and uh uh oh uh the edge yeah that was a good movie that is a fucking great movie totally underrated anthony hopkins Yes, oh, that's a good movie. Oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, and the gray. I guess the gray would fall under under this as well. Yeah, uh, but this would. I like. I like the idea of like a, a woodsman type character. There was a slasher movie that was really good too back in the early eighties. Uh, the Final Terror. I think I believe you yes, watched the Final Terror. It was on Shout Factory TV. Yeah. That is a, a freaking great movie, and I watched yeah. that one without a recommendation from you or anybody. I just oh, let's see what this is about. Holy crap, this is good. Yep. Good movie, but I even the title. I like the title, Rituals. It just sounds sounds good. Yeah. So, yep, there is there. That's mine. Okay. Next up for me, and I've mentioned this before on the show, so this is not some sort of shocking revelation. Both in my pick and in uh, my feelings on remakes in general, 
I think they should stop remaking great movies and should focus on remaking movies that were good in their time but have become dated or don't really fit. You know, you, you, you look at a bad movie, you can see what's wrong with it. Even if, like, it's a bad movie that you kind of enjoy, why don't you remake that one? Because you can fix all the problems with it instead of remaking something great and cashing in on the name. That is dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say it's dumb because apparently it makes them tons of money and they keep doing it. But, eh, whatever. Uh, every time, dude. <laughs> every frickin' time. They just know. And we don't record on the same nights, everybody. It's different nights. Totally random. Yes, it is. Yep. Now, I'm surprised our neighbors aren't mowing right, aren't outside <laughs> mowing right now. They might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the last Starfighter. Oh, great, great pick. I actually thought about that one. Yeah. I almost included that one on this list. I adored this movie as a child. I mean, adored. I, one of those movies that was so influential to me and so great, I was. it got me more, I was more focused into video games just in case maybe I could find the one that that would happen for me. <laughs> uh, I loved this movie to death. I was blown away by the special effects. And I didn't get a chance to rewatch it for quite a long time until I, I don't know, maybe DVD, and then I rewatched it. And holy God, is the 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 special effects are are Atari twenty six hundred bad? I mean, bubba bubba bad. <laughs> <laughs> the story is still intact. The practical effects with the the creatures and the special effects and stuff, that stuff's all still fine. It's 80s and dated a bit, but that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But here is a movie that could use an update. And with this one, I know we said no sequels, but with this one, I kind of would rather that it, it wasn't a direct reboot so much as just throw a nod to the old one and be like, oh, it's Return of the Last Starfighter or something like that. And make a sequel and have it be his brother. Because remember, his little brother would jump up, would end end with him jumping up and playing the game, and he was going to do it. Whatever. Uh, It's a totally awesome movie, but it is completely dated by the special effects of today. Uh, Anyway. Last Starfighter. There you go. Good one. That's a good one. Uh, okay, so this one here, I, I enjoy this movie for what it is, but with today's special effects, this movie I think would be, especially if you keep with the quirky feel of it, would be so good, and that is Q, uh, Q the Winged Serpent. Oh, nice. Larry Cohen's movie. I, th- I, you know, I know we've done big creatures, we've seen big creatures in uh, cityscapes movies with... Cloverfield, Godzilla, whatever, but I would love to see a big winged beast ripping people to shreds and some weird cult type thing going on with, with really odd humor thrown in that doesn't work but does. And that's Q, the winged serpent, which I really enjoyed the original, but that one there could stand for a refreshing, I guess. I don't disagree with you. I thought you didn't like that movie. I watched it again. I have it on Scream Factory, and it's it's good. That's a good movie. Because I watched it on uh, Shout Factory TV, and I reviewed it on the show, and yeah. you were like, Neh. and I was like, oh, it's, it was, I was really, that was my first watch ever, and I was like, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. I think that would be cool to have a big dragon just t- 
terrorizing New York City. I agree, but do you would you want it to be a, a serious tone or a kind of cheesy tone or what, what would you like in a man? It, I th- I think that I would probably lean more towards uh, what Larry Cohen did, which is it like make it R rated, so it's gory and just a weird like what. What I'm not quite sure what's going on with that weird humor. I think stick with kind of what was going on with the original and make it just this weird, not your cookie cutter summer action fair, but something different. Cool. I would watch that all day. Yeah, me too. I think that would be great. <laughs> and it was actually hard to, to like, those are my top three, but oh man, I, there's some other hey, ones on here. Well, let me do my last one. Then you can just kind of breeze through your list real quick. Okay. Cause you only told me three, so I stopped at three. <laughs> I know. I was just. I got. I had fun. Like yeah. as soon as I would think of one, I'd be like, "Oh, and this one too, and this one, and this one." That's fine. The rest of the week, I'm gonna be. Oh, I should have mentioned that one. That, that one was better pick. Yeah. <laughs> mm. The last one from me, and this this one's a little bit tough because. Uh, okay, I like the movie. I like the original. I enjoyed it quite a bit the first time I watched it. The only problem is that I read the book. Oh, I just thought of another one. I'm going to write down number four. <laughs> I like, I, so I, yeah, I read the book. Actually, I think it was a short story. Novella. And the movie itself is, is cheesy, comedy, action, gory, perfect. I think it's 80s, late 80s, maybe early 90s tone. It totally, totally works. But after reading the actual source material, I was like, what the hell, man? This could have been so much better. It could have been so much bigger in scope. It could have... It could have just been amazing. And I'm completely bearing the lead here, but uh, The Running Man. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, I wouldn't have thought of that, about that one. That's... You read... Totally different. You read than that the, story. The King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It's... There are two totally different things. Yeah. The the movie is a game show in a um, warehouse, kind of, I guess, uh, with... Uh, audience participation is cheering and rooting for their guy to win. In the book, they let you loose on the entire country. And it's everybody in the country is hunting you. On top of... Wasn't there hunters, too? It was both, right? Yeah. And if you yep. called in, you could win some money if you called in with hints of where they were, if you saw them or you thought yep. you saw them. And then the, and it was way more gory, I thought, the, the novel. Yep. And at the end, it has to do with a, oh, wow. 747 the is... and his stepping on his own intestines at one point and oh, holy crap, it was hardcore. Well, the ending is so bleak and I would want them to stick with that ending, yep. with the king ending. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, I thought the book was amazing, and for a minute there, I was like, fuck the movie. Damn it. But it's only because of what could have been. I still enjoy that movie, and I'm kind of due for a rewatch on that one, I think. That's a good, that's that's a ridiculous movie. Yes. Needs to be watched again. (laughs) Okay, run down your list of honorable mentions, whatever, and I'm going to throw in one more that I thought of. Okay. Uh, another one that I had was Evil Speak with Clint Howard. I know that you didn't, you weren't a big fan of that one, but I quite enjoyed it. And I included that one on this list because of the fact that it deals with a bullied kid that goes to a computer, a computer that summons <laughs> a the pentagram devil. computer. Uh, pentagram, but now 
we are way more technically advanced. Technology is so much more, you know, so much further. I think that might be something interesting with a bullied kid, bullied teen, whatever, at a military school that uses that to his advantage and summons up Satan or whatever, this (laughs) demonic thing and uh, pigs and, yeah, all sorts of great, awesome things in the end. I love that movie. Uh, (laughs) I would watch that remake in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, Next up is... uh, Hold on here. I want to get the director's name. I want to pronounce it right because I... He... Okay. Okay, and next up for me is uh, Andre Bianchi's... 1981 Burial Ground, Knights of Terror. And the reason that I included this one was uh, because this is the old school Italian zombie type thing. I could have included Lucio Fulci's zombie, but uh, I thought uh, I, I love Burial Ground and the dreamy type feel of the movie. Uh, I think they would be cool to see. I know zombies have been done to death at this point, but you could still do something unique, which it doesn't seem like anybody's doing, which is more of an old school Italian feel to it, gothic type feel, which is burial ground and have it just incredibly gory. The special effects for burial ground still hold up, but it would be great to see that type of atmosphere in a zombie movie. Right. You know, that creepy little dwarfy dude would not be in it, right? No, but I would love to like him be recast and it would be equally disturbing. (laughs) I think that would be great to keep that going. Like, uh, Peter Bark would be recast as another, like, middle-aged dude. But he's 12, you see. Uh, he should be just in the background on the TV hitting on his mom or something. Yeah. Mommy, mommy, this place smells of death. It's great. <laughs> he says that. <laughs> yeah, I like that movie. I, I would watch that remake. Um, okay, uh, and speaking of Lucio Fulci, Don't Torture a Duckling. Again, going back to the gothic feel, this is more of a murder mystery, giallo. I would love to see this redone. This story is so grim and bleak, especially with the outcome uh, and the small Italian town, village, whatever, in the middle of the mountains or whatever. Uh, I think that this would be a really cool... And Whenever whenever I think of this, I think of uh, the George Clooney movie that he did, The American, which I really liked that movie, but... Just that isolation in a small Italian town, which is kind of what this movie feels like. Don't, don't torture a duckling. So do it like that. Like it's modernized, but it's still in a secluded town in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, okay. A couple others and then I'm done. Uh, Master of the Flying Guillotine. This is the Jimmy Wang Yu movie. Oh, you, you treading on me now, son. Yeah. <laughs> and try to make it not like, the modern day kung fu type movies are, but try to make it silly, cheesy, grindhousey. I love Master of the Flying Guillotine, and I would love to see some sort of a weird thing like that, to where there's a dude with arms that extend way long because he's got the the mantis, praying mantis type kung fu skills. I love that movie, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just thinking of you know, maybe just release that on Blu-ray already, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> Uh, um, okay. Maybe maybe there there should be a resurgence of uh, making movies more uh, kung fu movies that are more in that style of old school kung fu. Make make them set in the seventies and be all wacky and crazy. But yeah, eh, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And lastly, uh, there, uh, there was a couple of those, but we need to move on. So the last one I had was the Black Cauldron, and I think it would be Ooh. cool to see a live action. Ooh. 
Yeah, make yeah. a live-action Disney of that. Uh, that where you're going? Yeah. Ooh. Yes, exactly. And do it like a series like the Harry Potters, because this is a series of books, the Chronicles of Prydain, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, I've only read and seen, like, I've read the book, The Black Cauldron, and I've seen the movie. I haven't read all of the other books, but uh, I love the story of The Black Cauldron. I love the animated movie. I would, I think it would be awesome to make a really hard-edged PG-13-ish type uh, update of that live action. So, there you go. I would definitely watch that as well. Okay, one more I wanted to throw in there that I just thought of, and it, much like The Running Man, this falls into that same category of where I watched the movie, I liked the movie, well, in this case, I loved the movie, and then I read the book, and I was like, son of a bitch, you could have done that, why didn't you do that? This could have been a hard R-rated crazy movie instead of uh, just a PG-13 kind of family thriller, and that is... And this will happen. It's not going to happen for the foreseeable future because they're still making them and they're still successful, but Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. Okay. The original Jurassic Park. That novel is cray-cray. Yes, it is. I read it. First couple chapters starts off with the baby in a crib getting its face eaten off. Um... Yeah, that was not the movie that we watched, so... No. Do that. I would like to see yeah. that. I, I would yeah. not Not the baby with the face eaten off, but... I'm just saying you could have made a good... Uh, they, once again, they, they the difference between the book and the movie is they swapped everybody's personalities. In the book, Sam Neill character liked kids, and the girlfriend character didn't like kids, and they totally swapped that in the movie, and it's like, why? Why you, yeah. Why do that? And same with uh, old Grandpa Man. Didn't like his grandkids. And oh, wow. I don't think okay. he's... I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't even survive the first book, because he was kind of a prick. And I, and I, I read it once years and years ago. I remember it was very much an R-rated book. Yeah. A lot of my... Make more Michael Crichton books, too, by the way, and make them more authentic to the source material. Yeah. Sphere did tried very hard. But oh, that was a case of trying to cram as much as you can into there without... It was too much. It just... It, it was too much. Like The Last Airbender. M. Night. Yes. Okay, let's move on to... Re, uh, anything else you want to add for this segment? We'll move on to Recently Watched. Nope, I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, you're up first. Okay, Recently Watched. Let's start with a uh, movie that I just saw in the theater. And it was... I originally was going to go, as I mentioned last episode, I was going to go watch uh, Baby Driver with my wife, and things didn't quite work out as we had intended, so we had to watch an earlier movie, which was uh, at the Dollar Theater, and that would be uh, the latest Guy Ritchie movie, King Arthur, which, as uh, many of you probably know, didn't do so hot at the box office and got a lot of... Negative press, blah, blah, blah. Well, I did. We saw it. And other than the typical dollar theater crowd, which was talking and eating too loud and just the, the normal riffraff. Weekend. Uh, I will say the weekend. Yeah. It was a, it was a Friday night, seven o'clock showing. Uh, I will say I went in with such low expectations that I came out of it, uh, fairly happy. Actually, I, it's a Guy Ritchie movie that's, it got medieval guy Richie. So if you like 
his style of filmmaking, the, with the quick cuts and some of the humor that he kind of pulls off in the Sherlock Holmes movies, it's that, but King Arthur, uh, good special effects. I like that they kind of went, uh, a little, um, more fantasy than the, than the original, or I, I'm not sure what you say original of, with King Arthur, why I'm not yeah. sure what he was basing it off of, but that type of like, there's a couple big creatures in it, which was cool. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I think that I would like it even more the next time I watch it in the comfort of my own home with it cranked up and no one else to bother me. <laughs> but it, it would, the movie was like two hours. It went by fast. It's not going to win any awards. It's not the greatest thing he's ever done, but it's certainly worth a watch. That mirrors what I've heard from people online, like personal friends, like, because it's been getting trashed a lot by critics and everything, but my friends, even the ones that are kind of uh, a little more stuffy were like, this is a good movie. I'm like, kind of shocked by that, but uh, okay, I, I like Guy Ritchie, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, if you like his movies, set expectations low and you'll probably like it. I It, it definitely feels like they were setting it up for a whole universe thing, which I believe they were. Uh, which what? I... Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but it just, oh, by the end, okay. by the end of it, I'm like, okay, this feels like the further adventures of King Arthur. Yeah, well, if ever there was a story that has been told to death, it's this and Robin Hood. Enough, yeah. let them lie. Yeah, and this was a good one-off. I I enjoyed it. I'll I'll buy it cheap on Blu-ray, and I'll watch it again, and I'll like it, and then I'll probably forget about it, because it's kind of forgettable. It, it feels like a summer movie with a big budget, and... Uh, Fairly well-known director behind it. The, the end. Well, I like the main guy in it, the King Arthur guy. You know, he was the uh, the badass hooligan in Green Street Hooligans. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, also the main guy in Sons of Anarchy. Which the, I haven't seen that show. I know you haven't, but I'm just saying that's you know, yeah. the motorcycle show. Yeah. Jude Law is great as the villain. Um, and honestly, one of my biggest complaints of the movie was there was a... Uh, there was a girl in the movie that was there, there's no Merlin in the movie, and which I asked my wife afterwards. I'm like, Where's, "Isn't Merlin a part of this, or am I, am I, what am I missing here? Where's Merlin?" But uh, there was a uh, the mage. Ring a bell? Is is there the mage? Whatever. I mean, a mage is a magician, or is that Merlin? So, I, I'm assuming that that would be. The equivalent, but she wasn't good. No, didn't like the mage. It's, it's some girl, and I didn't like her at all in this movie. It, she just didn't really fit, or I didn't like her acting style. But it, whenever she started talking, I'm like, ah, oh, please, no, you're. <laughs> please tell me no. she talked like uh, Brad Pitt and snatched. No, or no, snatched. no. She, <laughs> I, she's from Spain, so she had a Spanish accent, which is fine, but. It just, I, I felt like when I, whenever she would start talking, I'm like, I'm watching an actress. She's acting, you see. <laughs> it would just be great if she came out and talked just, just Brad Pitt gibberish. Hey, just get, yeah, get she, my dogs. <laughs> I would have been okay with that. <laughs> the, the, the lead, uh, hitman guy from Kill List was one of, uh, King Arthur's buddies in this movie. And, and I, it took me a while to, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's him because it sounded and looked just like him. Uh, but I'm like, who is that guy? And I'm like, I think that's the creepy dude from Kill List. Hmm. So, yeah, anyway. Cool. There you go. 
Good movie. I, it, not great, but... Uh, and I am right, yes. He was in Kill List. His right. name is uh, Neil Masco, which he was fantastic in Kill List, and he's good in this one, too. So, there you go. King Arthur. Cool. I will definitely check that one out. I, and I, I do like the King Arthur story, and I'm, I'm game for more attempts at it. I just hate it when they always got to be cute. Well, I'm going to take this certain angle, or I'm going to make it a fantasy movie, or I'm going to make, you know, or uh, not a fantasy, but like Lord of the Rings. That's what the trailer of this one looked like. I'm going to make it Lord of the Rings with giant elephants and shit. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would like to see a real grounded version of it. Not the grounded version that came out, uh, what, like an 04 with Clive Owen? I was like, uh, oh yeah, and actually, yeah. I, I rewatched that. I, I talked about it on the show, but I rewatched that movie here uh, a while back. That's Kara Knightley's in that one. Yeah, and it was not nearly as bad as I remembered it being. I quite enjoyed it actually. Yeah, but that it's one still as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you're trying to be cute with King Arthur or Robin Hood prequel before he was Hood. He was just before he was Robin Hood. He was just the Hood or whatever. Yeah. With. Uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to do a... I, I got a couple here I'll real quick. Uh, the Flash, Season 4. I finished this one up. Yay, checked off the list. Excellent season. Quite enjoyed it. Still my favorite of the uh, DC shows so far. And I'm watching The Arrow right now, and it is not going to top The Flash, but I will report back on all of these, but The Flash is still winning. Excellent, excellent show. Can I just quick chime in here? Just just all right. a, a side note real quick. Um, Sorry. Uh, so I'm at Starbucks this morning getting my, my cup of coffee for to pound tonight before the show, and in front of me is this frumpy-looking dude with a Flash shirt on, taking entirely way too long, ordering his stuff, and the here I am... And then in, in walks this skinny little kid with the exact same shirt on. And he go, he comes up behind me and I'm like, uh, why do I feel awkward all of a sudden? And they're like, all three of us kind of make eye contact and kind of not. And then those two guys, I'm like, I'm, I'm the, it's a sandwich and I'm the awkward meat in the middle. And these two guys are looking at each other like, oh, we got the same shirts on and we're both kind of dorks, kind of. And, I'm like, fuck, get me out of here. Uh, I wish and- so bad you would have grabbed the barista's marker for naming the cups, ripped your shirt off, and just drawn a lightning bolt right on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then gone put your arms up and gone, bring it in, boys. Bring it in. <laughs> and just a group just a group hug. Yeah. Oh, it was the longest four minutes of my life uh, this past year, I guess. Well, I would, was... I would feel bad for you, except for the fact that you went into a Starbucks, so go fuck yourself. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, Lesson learned until next week. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I'm, anyway, I'm so glad that my nerd army attacked you. Yes. Uh, okay. You bring it, you brought it full circle, by the way, yeah, tonight. So that's there perfect. You go. <laughs> uh, next up, this one I teased... Last week, uh, VHS, I finally got checked off the list, uh, documentary Hearts of Darkness, uh, yes. about Apocalypse Now, and my background on my computer just changed to a Apocalypse Now background. That's creepy. Okay. Uh, yeah, all, uh, when he's strolling into where he, uh, where they're riding in the boat into where they meet Kurtz and all the Indian people in the boats just kind of are staring at him all creepily uh, as they separate, that's my background on my computer right now. Uh, anyway, 
excellent documentary. You definitely should check it out. It's a... What? The daughter just walked by and stared at me and gave me a goofy smile and then walked off. Just trying to interrupt. Um, excellent film documentary. All cinephiles should check this one out, especially if you're a fan of Apocalypse Now. It, obviously, it made me want to rewatch that movie as soon as humanly possible. Amazing the struggles that they had behind the scenes on this one. And th that's nothing new. Everybody's talked about that for years. But what was really... One of the things that caught me off guard was his wife kind of put this documentary together and she recorded him on audio for without him knowing it for her own personal kind of like diary so she wouldn't forget stuff. And some of those audio bits are in this movie. And it's quite revealing how... Uh, oh, what's the word? Desperate might, might be the word, or uh, how, how much into despair he would get, Francis, about filming this movie, and how his process is not uh, script structurally, here's the script, we're going to stick to it, and that's it. It would go off on tangents where, well, this is where we are now. It was like the movie, making the movie is a reflection of the movie itself. They were all on this journey going upriver, all going insane, all just letting it develop as uh, naturally as they went, which is bonkers for making a movie. But it uh, look at the result, you know. It a masterpiece, absolute masterpiece. Uh, I did want to play one little clip from the, this is the very last bit from the movie before they roll credits, and this falls under fair use. Everybody in the world don't ban our show because I'm playing a frickin' 30-second clip. This is from Francis Ford Coppola. I'm not sure what the actual date of when this was recorded, but it was him looking back on the movie. I want to say this was uh, late 80s, It would be my guess. And uh, this is what he had to say just in general about filmmaking and uh, what have you. Bear with me. It's on my phone. To me, the great hope is that now these little 8mm video recorders and stuff around, some just people who normally wouldn't make movies are going to be making them. And, you know, suddenly one day some little fat girl in Ohio is going to be the new Mozart, you know, and make a, a beautiful film with her little father's camera recorder. And for once, the so-called professionalism about movies will be destroyed forever, you know, and it will really become an art form. And with that, he stood up and walked off the interview set. Oh. He was done. That was it. Did he ever predict the future of cinema in one fell swoop? He was talking about, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, my camcorder, my shitty camcorder that I have. Like right before we started making our short films with your fancy yeah. camera. When the HDR or what, what what the hell was it called? I don't even remember now. But uh, that form mini, was, mini DV, yeah, yeah. mini. D, it was that was on the horizon. It wasn't affordable yet. When it, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. It's going to get so much cheaper to make film that we can destroy the whole studio system. And what do we have now? We have everybody and their brother can go to Best Buy and buy a two hundred dollar laptop and a camera. You could shoot it on your damn cell phone. Yeah, and you can, and it'll be on Netflix, and it will be and on Netflix. Enough. And you know yeah. what? I completely 
fucking agree with him. Even with all of the bullshit that we have to sit through, there are still people out there making gems on the fucking oh, yeah. cheap. And I think it's wonderful. There are a lot of people that that hate this system and hate the idea of all of this stuff because it's just too polluted or there's just too much garbage. Now everybody thinks they're a filmmaker. You know what? Screw you. Just because it has been taken out of the hands of the elite, I don't give a shit about that. I would rather see somebody's low-budget movie that has a ton of heart and is a good film than... And what spurned his comments is that he had to drag hundreds of people into the jungle to make this movie that was, from beginning to end, of making a disaster. And he managed to rein it in and somehow pull it all together. And the shit with Marlon Brando, oh my god, you thought he was bad on uh, the, the... the animal, what was the uh, animal-human hybrid movie? Uh, Moreau? Island of Doc- uh, yeah, Dr. Moreau. Oh, it started here. It was before. He was that nuts on this movie. Oh, really? Interesting, have huh? you Have you noticed that he was always shrouded in darkness in this movie? Yes. Yeah, it's because he was too fat. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, well, he, I... didn't, he didn't want his fat shown. And t- But it worked so well, I thought. I thought that was great in the movie. I agree, but that's... It made ch- him... Cr- that's the genius of Francis Ford Coppola. And, hmm. oh, by the way, he funded the majority of this movie. That's why he got as much leeway as he did, because he bankrolled uh, everything that he made from the Godfather movies into this. Like, he put his house up, everything. You gotta And see- look how it turned out. It is an American masterpiece. It is. Fantastic documentary. Absolutely recommended to everybody. Check it out. You You would love it. It was great. It wasn't too long. It it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, back to you. Do a couple. I, I got one more round, but it's going to be really short. So Okay. Um, well, going from Apocalypse Now, Hearts of Darkness, all the way down to 2005's Venom, directed by Jim Kalepsi, director of I Know What You Did Last Summer. I believe that you have seen Venom, correct? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, this is the Louisiana Bayou type thing where there's a... Are you sure? I thought for sure you've seen this movie. It's a slasher movie. I'll look it up. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I this is on a three-pack from Mill Creek, I believe, uh, that I think is now out of print. Uh, this is back when Scream had pretty much run its course as far as that style of slasher movie. And... Um, and this Jim Gillespie director, he he made his claim to fame with I Know What You Did Last Summer, which I think is a good movie. Uh, and then he did this movie in 2005, which did not do good. But every time I watch this movie, I thoroughly enjoy it. <clears throat> uh, it is straight up. Uh, it covers pretty much all the bases of your typical slasher movie. Uh, it, it has a bit of the 90s slasher, like, self-aware resurgence, but not too much. It's felt kind of like they were trying to go back to that 80s style. Uh, but man, every time I watch this movie, I, I like it so much. It's fast paced. It has just the right amount of, uh, Goriness to it. The killer is cool. The how he's resurrected and how he becomes this evil, uh, evil presence is really cool. It, man, I, this is a 
one of those underseen gems, I think. And the older it gets, I think, I, I think that the older this movie gets, the more it's going to be become a minor cult classic, I guess you could say. Uh, because the, uh, it doesn't... This was 2005, you said? Yeah. The synopsis sounds familiar, but I don't really remember it. I don't know. Yeah, it, it doesn't fully embrace that whole... It, it's still kind of in that Scream era, but it doesn't fully embrace that style of slasher, uh, where it tends to veer a bit more towards 80s, I guess. Right. But um, they, unfortunately, <clears throat> they really go CGI heavy towards the end, which pulls me out of it, but for the very short runtime, man, I, I, this is starting to become one that I watch on an almost yearly basis because I'm such a slasher movie fan. It's one that gets into the rotation and every time I watch it, I'm like, yep, it comes in. It's, it does its job. I'm a happy slasher fan. Roll credits done till next year. <laughs> so it's, it's good. Anyway, cool. <laughs> And it's shot very well, too. I, I really like that voodoo slash Louisiana bayou atmosphere. It, well, it was very a, reminiscent of Hatchet. Yes. Yeah, actually, very much so. Uh, I mean, Hatchet is kind of a gore fest. This is not near that. But that, it, yeah, it is that type of landscape. I like that. Nice. Um, let's keep on with the slashers, shall we? Sure. Next up is one called Iced. And Iced is from 1988. This is one that... I remember back when I worked at the mom and pop VHS store, uh, this was there, but I never watched it. It was on one of those odd named companies. Uh, God only knows what it was. I don't know. Vitco, nah, something. So I, I, I can imagine the cover is just somebody <clears throat> kind of frozen in ice and the, with icicles and. Oh, close. It's a, it's a skier wearing a mask and there's smoke and fog behind him. And then down below, there's like the same skiers, like an up close shot of his face with blood on his goggle or on his, uh, uh skier. Uh, yeah. Arnold it, in the background going ice to meet you. Yes. Yes. You've been iced. Uh, something. <laughs> uh, okay. So do I even need to go through the plot of this? It's a slasher movie about, uh, a guy that, Tragically dies because of a skiing accident because his girlfriend was cheating on him. Years later, the group that he was with gets together in a cabin, blah, blah, blah. The and Sonny Bono story. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes, man, you hit the nail on the head on that one. <laughs> uh, callback as antique as most of the movies we talk about. Yep. Um, so it does all the things I like a slasher movie to do. There's some TNA, there's some fake but practical effects, uh, and then there's the twist ending that you know that's coming, and you're like, oh, it's oh, it's that person. Yes, I know. I knew that as soon as you... <laughs> I knew that 40 as soon minutes as you ago. Introduced, yes. This was on YouTube. It's never been released on DVD or Blu-ray, so Scream Factory, or actually, no, 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 not Scream Factory. This is a little bit... This is more Code Red right here. Mm. Uh, let's, yeah, let's rein it in. Mm. Let's rein it in and up the price. Let's say $30 for a Code Red release of Iced. Uh, yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. It, it's cheesy late 80s fun. And I, I like the fact that uh, the, I hate to spoil the movie, but it, at the very end, it does a five years later. And it's such a ridiculous, 
uh, stinger ending that it makes it just great. It's like, this is, it's so bad that it's spoof worthy. Like, this wasn't a spoof. This is a real deal. And you're actually going there with snowmen and kids and it's something. Ice, <laughs> thumbs up from Eugene. Back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I, you, you didn't undersell it. I kind of want to watch that on YouTube, even though I've just suffered through some YouTube garbage. I, I kind of like, oh. eh, maybe I should push play on that. Oh, it's shit, but it's my type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, because of this, because of Iced, I actually bought on Amazon. It, oh, it should be to me tomorrow. I bought the DVD. This is like, I'm like, okay, now I'm, now I'm officially into. Skiing slasher movies. Are there any other skiing slasher movies out there? I and mean, how specific <laughs> are we going to get? On well, that? there is. And from 2003, there's a movie called Shredder. Um, oh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, or not. It's a it's a slasher movie set on the ice, I guess. So it's, it's some guy killing people in yeah, Shredder. Oh, oh, paid, oh, oh, that, yeah, with uh, with Van Damme in the hockey movie. Well, I wish. I, <laughs> Um, What's funny so, is yeah, all the I, movies I'm naming are just as terrible as whatever shit you're watching. Yes, yeah. but uh, I can't wait. And my all three dollars of that, I can't. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be prime time in the evening. Full screen DVD, bring it on, bitch! Oh, wow, Shredder. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the uh, the cover of the of the DVD is a uh, a guy with a ski mask on, and there's. His scantily clad victims' reflections in there, and then he's holding an axe, and the axe says "Death to Snowboarders." So I'm guessing that he is a wrongfully murdered skier that was killed because of snowboarders. So, not, as a snowboarder, I can tell you right now that it was not wrongfully. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all right. So I'm getting. So that's basically a coming soon is Shredder. All I right. can't wait. All right. uh, I'm going to do one more quick round, and then we'll uh, do coming soon and wrap this up. Uh, public service announcement. In case you didn't know or needed another uh, reason to go to shoutfactorytv.com, available on your Roku device or on just your computer, along with having the uh, an awesome collection of Mystery Science Theater, they now have Riff Tracks. Mm-hmm which was the follow-up to Mystery Science Theater. The main guys from Mystery Science Theater uh, started Rift Trucks thing, and you don't really... It's it, it basically them doing commentaries on these movies, but they just kept going. And the, the, you don't have the silhouettes down there doing silly things, but small price to pay. Uh, small price to pay. It, it doesn't matter. They, I, I watched two of them. It, every bit is good. And these movies were so shitty, I would have enjoyed them without their commentary. They were so freaking bad. And that is Samurai Cop, which is a legendarily bad movie. Holy shit, have you ever watched Samurai Cop? No, I have not. Oh my god. You, oh, this was amazing. With their commentary, unbelievable. But I could have watched it without their commentary, and it was just, it would just be us sitting at the, the Miller Boys' house getting drunk and shitting on a shitty movie. Holy crap, was this... This movie was just prime real estate for making jokes. Absolutely hilarious from beginning to end, and their commentary just amplified it. 
The other one I watched was just today, and it was called Breaker Breaker, and it was a movie about truck drivers, starring Chuck Norris, as he uh, tries to rescue his brother from a small hick town of hicks that do hick things. Go on, I'm, uh, I'm sold. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, an awful film, but at the same time, perfect for this kind of mystery science theater shit. They they tear it to shreds, but it it's such a fine selection of a film. Like, why why don't you do this with mystery science theater? You know what I mean? Like, why did yeah. we wait till now? Because I, I don't know. Maybe it's a rights issue or something. Maybe there's a disparity between the riff tracks and mystery science theater because the riff tracks thing where you downloaded an mp3 i think and then you line it up yourself oh okay whereas mystery science theater was you broadcast the movie and you have to have rights excuse me to the movie itself maybe i don't know that's just me guessing nonetheless uh they have a wealth of them on shout factory tv and i encourage everybody to go watch them i <laughs> oh do they have some glorious pieces of garbage that I can't wait to get into. <laughs> and they are still adding tons of uh, Mystery Science Theater movies that I haven't seen. Very, very, very old school ones. It's great stuff. Awesome. So would you pick Mystery Science over Rift Tracks? I'm uh, 50-50 because the, the stuff they're adding that I haven't seen is all really old Joel Hodgson stuff from when mm. it was on Public Access. Yeah, and th- this stuff is Mike and the boys in their prime. Oh yeah, I remember those days so good. And so the the riff tracks. I mean, these two were were home runs, and because uh, they're not broadcast, they they keep their R ratedness, and there's no commercials. So nice. that's a bit. That's a big. You know. Yeah. Th- they kept uh, trying especially... to do these little. Uh, theater acts in between that Mystery Science Theater does that I always fast forward through. Yeah. There's none of that with Rift Tracks. It's just, it's the movie and their commentary and that's it. And, you know, they, they keep the R-ratedness of the uh, the movie. So there's gore and gunshots and violence and nudity and what have you. I like that. Because uh, obviously Mystery Science Theater does edit their stuff down to a more, you know. Start with Samurai Cop. That's the that's the cream of the crop right there. That that'll get you in for uh wow, amazing. <laughs> that that thing exists, amazing. <laughs> okay, coming soon from you. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Um I have several, but the main one here is obviously the picture that I sent you on my phone today, and that is La Guerrera del Ferro, also known as Iron Master from nineteen eighty three, directed by Humphrey Milestone, also known as Umberto Lenzi, you see. Oh my gosh. Starring did Sam Pasco. Yeah. Did he have to pick a different name because even he was embarrassed by what happened? I don't know, but he had to have an American name. Humphrey Milestone. Wow. Uh, starring, That's yeah, what starring, you go with? I know. It's kind of a cool name. Not? No, um, not at all. Not at, or, or general or relative to anybody. It's a... Humphrey Milestone sounds like the uncle down the street that might have molested a couple of people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Exactly. (laughs) Which would... Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I don't know where to go from there. I don't. It's, it's with That's the cover right. with uh, Conan-looking dude holding a bloody axe and a naked lady beside him. Sam Pasco, because we all know Sam Pasco. And George Eastman. George Eastman makes his triumphant return in uh, Iron Master. I can't wait to watch this movie. I really, if it's one-fourth as cool as that cover, it will be amazing. I mean, just headless, it's crazy. Like, the cover itself is extreme R-rated, and I'm just, like, giddy, just rubbing my sweaty palms together, like, oh, yeah. Sweaty um, palms. The cover of that thing is, like, Altered Beast, the movie. It is, yes. Yeah, there should be, what's the what's the saying in Altered Beast? Arise! <laughs> Sure, I don't know. <laughs> Something, um, and and then some other nonsense. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's it it's all about Iron Master, the old man screaming at his penis. Yes, yes. <laughs> As I look at this Alter Beast cover, Humphrey uh, <laughs> Milestone. You know, Alter Beast wouldn't that have been a good movie to make or a good thing to make into a movie? I could be totally wrong, but I think they might still be trying to do that. I don't know. That every now and then, no, I'm, I'm serious. Every now and then, I hear a whisper about Ultra Beast movie. All right. That was that was the shit back in the Genesis days. Wow. Yep. Anything else coming soon? Or oh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I guess Shredder. Yes, uh, Island of Terror, starring Peter Cushing from the '60s. Uh, some uh, some movie called The New Kids, which is a German Blu-ray import. Starring, oh, good lord, uh, hold on here. Because this is one that I remember back in the VHS days and I never was able to watch it and finally it came out on Blu-ray and a friend of mine bought it and is selling it to me. Uh, James Spader stars in The New Kids from 1985. Ugh. So, yeah. yeah. It's Sean S. Cunningham directed it, which he's the director of Friday the 13th, so it's going to be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, we all it. we all hope for you. Yes, I'll report back soon. Okay, coming soon for me, Jack Reacher two. My buddy hooked mm. me up with the voodoo code for that. I'm gonna be watching that uh, this week, probably, very probably for sure. Even though the you know the reviews on that are quite bad, I really like the first movie, so I'm going to give it a shot, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm hoping that I disagree with everybody and. Netflix original anime mm. TV series Castlevania, Castlevania. Yep. season one. Uh, you might be watching this too because oh, yeah. season one yeah. is four episodes, and the day after it was released, they were like, "Yeah, you're renewed for season two. And from all reports from my friends online, <laughs> yeah, first of all, they're like, "Why didn't they just cut this together into a movie?" Because the episodes are like 20 minutes, and if you cut off the uh, opening and ending credits, it would just be a movie. Uh, that and it's gory as all shit, is from what I've heard. I'm in. Oh, oh me too. I'm yeah, in. That, that was immediately added. I just I haven't had a chance yet, but I will be watching that. Yeah, me too. As soon as I have a chance, I'm going to burn through all four episodes very, very soon. This week, you can expect to hear about that. Uh, uh, that's it for me. Yeah, I'll actually hold off watching that until I hear what your thoughts are on it. And if you're like, dude, please watch it as soon as possible. Or eh, eh, uh, from what I hear, it is gory as hell. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll be the judge of that. I got Dante's Inferno on Blu-ray, so I will be the judge of what is gory. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Me too. 
All right. I'm I'm good. That's it. I'm good. I'm oh, done too. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I will uh, see you next week. All right. Bye. Until next time. See ya. Thanks for listening.